Hey, I'm Alex. Hey, I'm Colin. And we are the Fun Sons. In the Slam Dungeon. Hello, and welcome back to another fun episode of Fun Sons in the Slam Dungeon. As I said in the last episode, we're back. We're not going to stop here. We can't stop, won't stop. This episode is a very special episode because we have our very first hip-hop artist on the show. That man is DJ Vinny C. We had him on the show. It was a really great episode. Uh, he told a lot of funny stories about his DJing and whatnot. Um, it was a blast. You guys are going to hear it here in a minute. But first, a word from our sponsors. Are you tired of using the same artificial bullshit from the supermarket on your skin and hair? Do you want something more natural and more brutal? Try Doom and Groom. They offer many different products ranging from tattoo care, beard care, and skin care. Their products come in a variety of scents including ritual, sacrifice, demise, possession, and more. And all of the ingredients used are all natural with nothing artificial used. Find out how Doom and Groom can make your tattoos and beard stand out and make you smell great when you go to doomandgroom.net and use our special promo code SLAMDUNGEON at checkout to get 10% off your order. Doom and Groom. Summon the motherfucking Doom. Hey, what's up, guys? Fun Sons in the Slam Dungeon. What's crack lacking? What's up, crack? Awaka. Who's this what we have here in our slam dungeon? What's your name, buddy? It's DJ Vinny C, aka Super Grover, aka the underboss of MRE, aka DJ Vendejo, but mostly DJ Vinny C. That's a mouthful. That is a fucking mouthful. I tell you what, <laughs> that's fucking cool shit, right? That's all my DJ names. I like him. DJ Vendejo is one. That's that's when I get blackout drunk and I'm fucking up on the turntable. You know, that's when I'm going, <laughs> playing turn down for what? That's DJ Vendejo. Like, oh, what if, if Vendejo comes out and he does something, you take it up with that motherfucker. Don't come at me. He's a totally different <laughs> entity. Yeah, you got. If he did something, you got to take it up with that motherfucker. <laughs> he, he, he he's the one who did it i didn't do shit like you you come at Vinny the next day and tell me what he did then i'll get a hold of that <laughs> like, hold on let me make a call <laughs> yeah pretty much pretty much that's how that goes down uh, yeah. okay colin um looks like you got the first question this time Alrighty. uh what, what kind of gear do you use i use two uh techniques 12s those are my babies they're customized black on black, and then they have the blue lights in them. My boy Kyle from uh, Mile High DJ hooked, the, hooked me up with those. Shout out to Mile High DJ. Hell yeah, Hell uh, yeah. shout out, because that's where I get all my gear. Um, and then I used the Newmark Scratch, which my homeboy Kyle showed me, and I was like, I really want this, so I, I worked with that. I work Newmark, and I work with my techniques. I'll work with Serato, my trusty, trusted laptop. I don't know if I ain't gone out yet, and I'm happy about it. And see, uh, excuse me, the funny thing is with this laptop that we're recording on is on its way out. Ah. So, um, anyone, if you would like to donate a laptop, now's the time <laughs> to do so. Please donate them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, how long have you been DJing? Nine years. 
Nine years. Nine years. Nine long years. Nine long, long years. But I love it. I love it. So on the script here, um, I put a question that was for Colin, but it actually pertains to me. Um, you actually used to work with me. Yep. <laughs> how, was uh, that? how was that? How was that? Be honest. Be that honest. shit was fun most of the time. <laughs> like, random times, he would come up to me in the T-pose. Just <laughs> <laughs> random shit. And when I remember the first day, the first day I took him out on a run, <laughs> I was like, "Hey man, can I play my music?" And I started playing Cardi B. <laughs> he oh, like, I remember his, that. First, his first, his first fucking thing was, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> I remember that shit. I think I, I even remember some of the lyrics. Yeah, they were like, uh, "You look like my pussy" or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. We were. I was like, I want to see how far I can I can go with this guy before he's like, "What the fuck?" So I played that. I played uh, Vicente Fernandez. Yep. I played uh, I played Twisted. <laughs> I played a couple other tracks, and then the one song that got it, the one song that got him, was "Life Was a Highway." <laughs> like, that <laughs> shit. That shit. After that, it was like he was like, "Oh, this fuck this guy." Like this. <laughs> like, every time I'd see him, after that, every time I'd see him, I hey, Alex. Life is a highway, <laughs> and I'd be like, "God damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> that shit was so fun. Um, so we're, we're kind of going out of order here. So well, should I take this one? Yes. Um, it's going to be this one right here. All right. Who would you say is your biggest influence? My biggest influence. I got three, three influences. When it comes down for me, DJing, when it comes down for me, DJing, uh, Jazzy Jeff, DJ Jazzy Jeff. He was a big influence uh, on me and Kid Capri. I watched him, and that's how I learned my mic skills. Um, when I'm up there, actually on there, but when I'm doing a solo set, um, when I do a collab set with another with MC, I won't say anything, and I take that style from Jazzy Jeff himself. Um, my other influence when I come when it comes for me being a hype man, or I'm hyping a DJ or I'm hyping an MC uh, DJ Premier. From Gangstar, like that's biggest. Cause I, I watched him, I watched him, and just perform with another with a MC, and he was like the greatest, in my opinion. In my opinion, he's the greatest hype man DJ. So after that, I just took three of them styles and combined them into myself. Nice. Uh, you ever play any out of state shows or festivals or anything like that? You want to talk about? Yeah, uh, Dead Fest. We did that at Alcova. That was a fun show. It was a shit show, but it was a fun shit show. Uh, tornado actually hit on the other side of the mountain. Oh, wow. <laughs> See, I was about to ask you one of those questions, yep. Yeah, a fucking tornado hit on the other side of the mountain, and we got the wind just of it. And, like, I'm standing on the stage. My boy Banklo is performing on the stage. And, like, all this wind's hitting us, and all this gear is flying everywhere. And, like, that shit was... That <laughs> shit. Wow. Every dude, every artist from that fucking show jumped on the stage to make sure nothing was 
going to flatten up. The flesh ages are going to flip on us. A bit of a community <laughs> effort. Yeah, pretty much. And, and my boy Frankie Grudge, who's the host of the fucking show, he fucking starts yelling out, We're a bunch of pirates! Arrgh! <laughs> 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 we were fucking all like all in the midst of all this shit happening fucking Frankie Grudge just yells out we're a bunch of pirates Arr! <laughs> that shit was fucking fun uh, I do Gorefest every year in the gathering now Gorefest um, that's local to Colorado right? that's local to Colorado yes it is yep. um Everything, uh, every out of state or any out of state people who want to come, they get in for free. All you got to do is show your, your out of state uh, resident, they'll get you in for free. You have all three days, you hang out, chill out, drink Jaeger with scum. It's fun as shit. Like, that's that. Oh man, I got a bunch of Gorefest stories. We're going to get to that. Oh man, um, yeah, but that's that's one of the festivals I do every year. I'll at least one or two acts, three acts, four acts, I'll end up DJing in their set. And it's fun. Like, that's that's my favorite festival. And too bad we didn't have it last year. But we are having it this year. September. Uh, Go ahead and look on your phone. It's all good. <laughs> we got time. 10th, 11th, 12th. September 10th, 11th, and 12th. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, make sure you go to that. Um. Yeah. That shit's fun. <laughs> that shit's so fun. Um, so who would you say are your favorite people to DJ for? Like, I'm not talking, like, fans. Like, I know you DJ for, like, other rappers out there. Who would you say are your favorite rappers to DJ for? Go ahead, take a minute. My top five. Top five, here top we go. Top five. My number one is my dog, Vic Carter. Like, that motherfucker is just out of the, like, he's fucking dope. That's my favorite hip-hop artist in Colorado. Okay. Number two would have to be my boy, 80 Spades. Okay. Like, I, from the first day we performed together and I DJed his set, it was an instant click. Like, I learned all his music and I'm the hype man for like that's that's that if we're gang star he's guru and i'm premier like that's that's just a connection that you can't break with, with this guy me and him um a third would have to be my boy centrix like that was the first guy I ever dj for in the scene dope as shit i miss doing shows with him we'll talk about that later on if you're listening we'll, you'll you'll talk about that later with Vinny here uh, number five, my boy Graybeard. Or number four is my boy Graybeard. And another, that's an instant connection right there as well. Like, that's just, I know his lyrics. I know his, I know. Um, number five. Who is number five? It's okay. Take your time. We got all day. Well, except uh, you, you know, have... You have a show at Bar Red. Tonight. You know, my number five would probably be my old group, Euthanasia. Like those motherfuckers, I learned all their stuff too, and those motherfuckers are always fun to be around and, and perform with. And I miss doing those shows with Euthanasia. I do do miss those ones, but yeah, those are my top five. Oh yeah, and um, 
what venue would be your favorite place to play, including out of state as well? My favorite venue. This, this is probably going to be one where you're going to have to think about it too. And if you even have to, you I can got do two. It. I got two. I got two. My, my main two were the Roxy and Bar Red. The Roxy is an awesome stage. No, uh, the Roxy is is literally where it all started for me. And this is my 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 boy Zach. Uh, he's my manager, and he's the one who helps me get on those shows. Like, yo, I need you. I'm there. Bam. Helen, his 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 wife, she runs the she runs it. She manages it, and she calls me. Hey, I need you. I'm there. And it's like that. My boy Status from Bar Red. He same way. He could call me any time of day. Yo, I need you to come DJ. Yo, we gonna do this show. Can you DJ? I'm there. And those are my two main spots. Like, I've been to Cervantes, DJ the Gothic, um, DJ some other like sports watch and stuff like that. But Cervantes is a is a fun place. You know, I've actually never been there. I've been there a couple of times, a handful of times. I've yeah. seen Suicide Boys there. I've seen a. I think I saw Bumpin' Uglies there, like a reggae. Suicide Boys was a good show. Oh, Suicide, dude. Suicide Boys, I know, I, I was, I slept on yeah. Suicide Boys for a good minute. I've seen them And then times. my cousin Charm took me to a Suicide Boys show. And that was at Cervantes. And that shit was dope. They're, that I, I, yeah. I slept on it for so long until I saw that show. Their live show is actually pretty wild. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. But, uh, yeah, those are my only, those are my two. My two is Roxy and Barrett. Oh, Roxy and Bar Red. Roxy is an amazing venue. I I have yet to check out Bar Red, but that's definitely on my list now. Yeah, y'all got to come through for one of the shows. Oh, definitely. definitely, definitely. And if you're listening in, be sure to come check Vinny out here. Yeah. Because I, I remember um, I actually came to uh, one of your shows. You actually played at Trailside. Um, yeah, that was like my first, like, <laughs> I know this is kind of embarrassing to admit that that was like my first like non-metal show that I've ever been to. And it was actually pretty cool. Oh yeah. Rap shows, hip hop shows. Hip hop shows. When it, They're always a blast. it, it depends on the artist. And, and for me, no matter what it is, like no matter what art, who the artist is, I'm always going to give my, my 110%. Like, yeah. I'm always going to, I'm always going to be the one who's on point every time. It doesn't matter. Don't matter if I'm I have a falling out with the promoter in the beginning of the show, or I have a problem with the 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 art, the main, the head the headliner in the show. Like I'm always gonna give my hundred and ten percent. That's always a great. Yeah, it's take. always yeah. it's always gonna go down. Like I'm always gonna give my hundred and ten percent. And just like I said, it depends on the show itself. Like there's been times where oh we'll have the best fucking show of the night and. People are coming up to me. Oh, you were fucking awesome! Then I slapping hands with me, and then I'll have a shitty night. But people are still gonna come up to me and tell me, "Yo, you did fucking awesome." It may not have been a good show, but you did fucking awesome. And as long as I have four people come up to me and tell me you did a good job, it was a successful. It's a successful night. night. For me, that's the best fucking night for me. If four people, if I can get four people to tell me, "Yo, you were dope." I have a successful night. Anything else is not acceptable for me. That's always good. Not acceptable. So we um, we were talking about that tornado that struck. Um, <laughs> and then while we were waiting on Colin, um, 
you were telling me a couple stories about uh, the gathering. <laughs> you want to you want to tell the podcast here about that? And yeah, I'll him? tell you what. I met Stitches at the gathering. That <laughs> motherfucker. Oh, Stitches wild. Stitches is wild. He already knows. <laughs> know. He already knows how this story goes. He's already gonna know how this story is gonna. I met Stitches at the gathering. Right. We're hanging out. This motherfucker busts in the room. Boom. Where's the cocaine at, motherfuckers? <laughs> I start. I look at my boy Al, and he's looking at me, and I'm looking at him, and I go, what "The fuck?" And he, and he was like, "I look at him, and I was like, yo, bro, there ain't nothing in here like that.'" And he was like, "Oh, well, I'm chilling with Mike Busey in the rest of them. You want to cut? You want them to come hang?" So we hung out with those motherfuckers. Next day, we're still hanging out with those motherfuckers, Holy and shit. <laughs> we're sitting there. Everything's cool. Everything's all right. All of a sudden, this guy comes up to him. He's like, yo, Stitches, can you say some shit to the camera? No, 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 no. And he looks at the camera and goes, yo, this is all for the guys out there. He goes, you ever jacked off and had some cum on your hand and just lick that shit off? After that, I was like, yo, I got to get the fuck out of here. That's where I draw the line. Like, I'm cool with you asking about cocaine and shit, but that's where I fucking draw the line of this shit. I never party with that motherfucker again. Maybe one day down the future, like one day down the, I'll party with him again, but I never, from that fucking, at that moment when he said that, I fucking got up from my chair and walked away from him. Like, I couldn't fucking believe he fucking said that. I listen to a bit of his music. He's a, he's a crazy. He's crazy, but he's Dude, funny. He's, he's like, funny as hell. Yeah, he's funny as shit. He's funny like as hell. His, uh, what was this one song? Like, he was, he was like, he did like a remix of like A Thousand Miles or some shit. I don't think I've or heard like it. Some, like, oh, fuck. It was. He did a remix. I'll have to I'll check have it to, out, though, he, dude. But he's, it was he, interesting. He was a cool individual. Like, <laughs> he was cool until that moment. And then I was like, all right, I got to get the fuck out of here. Like, me and my brother were like, all right, let's bounce. <laughs> but, oh, fuck, oh, man. man. There's that. He's crazy about uh, cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about that story you were telling me um, about the first dab you ever took? Oh, yeah. Oh, All right. That's a dangerous tale. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, we're hanging out at the gathering. We're waiting for Ishan to come on. Ishan the Unholy. My brother tells me, yo, he's on at two. Now, All right, cool. So, I'm looking at my watch. We got some time to kill. So let's go walk around to see what's going on. Walking around, you know, talking to this artist, talking to these people. You know, everyone's cool. Everyone's cool there. And then this guy, I hear this guy yell out, yo, I got five buck dabs. Five buck dabs. Who wants five buck dabs? And I go, look at my brother. And I go, yo, Al, man, I never took a dab. He goes, don't do it. He looks at me and goes, don't do it. And I go, oh, no, nah, man, I've, I've smoked weed before. I'm thinking it's the same shit. You know, fuck it. I'm thinking it's the same shit. He goes, don't fucking do it, dude. Bro, we got till 2. It's one thirty. It's like one thirty right now, one Let's Let's go. Catch on. We don't do it. It's the gathering, bro. It's... Come on, let's go. Come on, man. It's the yeah, gathering, man. Yeah, let's come on, man. It's the gathering. We all gonna have some fun here. Walk up to the walk up to the table. Look at the guy. And I was like, I got ten bucks, bro. He's like, Alright, I'll hook you up with two. 
Yeah, you, that look on your face is like, okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> the look on his face is like, okay, he's about to you fuck up. You went with two? I went with oh, two. Okay. Shit. I went with two. <laughs> this guy fucking puts on some rubber gloves and starts fucking rolling this fucking dab like a ball, like a fucking dab ball. <laughs> and it's just rolling that shit. And I'm like watching and he starts heating up the torch. And we're having this conver- conversation. Yo, where are you guys from? You're from Cal? You know, man, I'm, I'm, I'm Colorado. You know, oh, yeah, cool. You know, just torching this shit up. He's like, all right, you ready? You got to hit it. When you hit it, you got to hit it deep. I'm thinking hit it like a bomb. You know, I've smoked weed. Like, yeah. I'm cool. I fucking hit it. <sighs> and like my whole chest started on fire like. And that guy's looking at me, and my brother's looking at me, and I'm like, and I fucking start choking out. Like, you ever see that movie, Extract? You ever see yeah. that movie? So when he hits the bong, and he, like, kind of throws <laughs> that's exactly how it fucking was like, dude, I shit you not. And that guy looks at me, and I'm fucking coughing up a lung. You know, I'm fucking, I feel like I'm dying. My eyes are all watery. I'm fucking just choking up a fucking, um, fucking storm. And he goes, yo, bro, you don't have to do that that second dab if you don't want. Like, you, you're pretty fucked up. Oh, that was only one? Yeah. <laughs> I fucking looked at this dude square in the fucking face, eyes watering, and I'm fucking dying. And I look at him and I go, my mom didn't raise no bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks at me and goes... All right. <laughs> he looks at me. He's like, "All right, hell yeah!" Like he, he, like he gave me like the most fucking love in the world, dude. <laughs> All because you said, "Mama mom, didn't yeah, raise no my bitch." Mom, my mom didn't raise no bitch, and I got tears in my eyes right now. Like at this moment, dude, I got fucking tears in my eyes, and I'm fucking, I'm fucking dying, like. So, I take the other hit. I take the other dab. That's cool. Go back to the truck. I'm sitting there and I tell him, bro, yo, what time is it? One fifty. And I go, all right, bro, we got a little bit of time before Ishan goes on. I want to rest my eyes. Game over. Fucking lay back in the back of the truck, man. And I passed out. We're in Ohio. Thornville, Ohio. And at 8 o'clock in the morning, it starts getting fucking hot. It's fucking... The sun's out, fucking beating down. I'm in the back of the fucking truck. The fucking bed, the bed of the truck. I'm wearing a black, black hat, black shirt, oh man, black jeans, like dickies. And I'm fucking burning. I fucking get up. And I look outside, my boy's fucking sitting there in his chair, looking at me. And I go, yo, bro, what happened? The only thing he said to me was, fucking Mr. Eshawn. That was the only fucking, he just looked at me, fucking Mr. Eshawn. Fuck. So we get to, I fucking wake up hungry. And I'm pretty sure he still has this video. Maybe he does it. Maybe he does. I fucking went and got a turkey leg, dude. <laughs> and he has a video of me fucking scarfing down this fucking turkey leg. Like, it was the 
greatest thing in the world. Like, I had it all over my face. Grease all over my face. Dude, I was fucking scarfing this shit down. Like, I was high as shit. And I was fucking hungry. It's like, I was scarfing this bitch down, man. Like, it was the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> that is the gathering story. The fucking best gathering. That and some na- some big fat naked chick fucking was hugging on my brother. And that shit was fucking <laughs> Like, that shit was great. Like, he was like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> she was ass naked. She was butt ass naked, bro. Like, she was butt ass naked. Had only nothing but her fucking sandals on. She was running around the fucking gathering, dude. Like... Out there, it's all fucking, it's all goes. Like, anything fucking goes, Anything dude. goes. Yeah, they're like, we, you hear people fucking in the tents. You, you, you see titties. You see, you see it all, bro. It's, it's fucking a great experience. If y'all ever had a chance to go out and see a gathering, fucking take that shit. It's like Mardi Gras for Juggalos. Pretty much, bro. Pretty much. <laughs> dude, I shit you not. It's fucking fun. Like, fucking Mardi I had, Gras. I had the fucking coolest time there, dude. Like, it was cool shit. I was hesitant at first. But then when I got out there and did my shit, it was fun. It, it sounds was, like a blast. Actually. It was fun actually, bro. And like I seen gore. Oh, I, love I had gore. never, I had never seen gore before, dude. And like they were fucking outstanding. They're like, so good. Love. Yeah, there's fucking cool as shit, dude. I was like, I didn't, I wasn't a fan of gore until I seen them, and I was like, this is fucking awesome. So they're coming back with Napalm Death in like yeah. September or something. See, I see the thing is with gore is like. I don't know a whole lot of people that are, like, actually into their music. Um, our merch guy um, that does our logo and our merch, uh, mm-hmm. Skyler, he's a really big Gore fan. They're awesome. Um, but you don't go to a Gore show for the music. You go for the show. Yeah, like, the they put show. on a yeah. fucking awesome show. Like, fucking amazing. Oh, yeah, their live shows in like you can't compete with it honestly. Oh, no. I seen that. I seen them and another cool motherfucker and I and I the, the best shows I've ever been to were metal shows. I'm not gonna lie. Some of the best shows I've ever been to. The coolest motherfucker was Rob Zombie. Oh, I love Rob Zombie. Seen Zombie and Manson together. That shit was the Evil Twins. The first the first uh, one. I saw him with Corn. Yeah. I seen I seen the first Evil Twins too. That shit was cool. That shit was hella cool. Um Shit, you gotta get them out to a slam show. Oh, definitely. I'm down. Slam shows are all like <laughs> slam is slam is a lot of fun. It's it's a beautiful shit. genre. Another time, another. I'll tell you another. I'll tell you another story. Tell us all the stories you want. I t- I'll tell you another story. This is at a Tech Nine show. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm standing outside in the, the smoke. So you guys been to the Fillmore? Oh yeah, yeah. I love it. So. Standing in the fucking... Beautiful uh, venue. Yeah. Fucking outstanding. I'm standing in the smoker section. And I'm about ready to go back in. Because I was looking for one of my homies and he wasn't out there. So I was about ready to go back in. All of a sudden, one of my homies, Patrick, comes up to me. He's like, Vinny, I didn't know you were here. Starts talking to me, dabbing me up. Yo, what's going on, bro? This, 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 this. He's introducing me to his girl. He's hyping me up to his girl. He's like, yo, my boy Vinny, he's one of the dopest DJs in Denver. He's done this show, this show. He's hyping me up like a motherfucker. I'm like, yeah, bro, what's going on? You know, talking, you know, talking to her, talking to him, and he hands me this pen. Uh oh. I'm thinking it's just like a regular wax pen. See? So I'm fucking ripping this thing like nothing. Just fucking ripping this thing. And I'm like, man, this is this is fucking me up. And I'm like, Still looking for my homie Tiny. At this, I'm still looking for him. 
I went and looked out there looking from before, but I, I'm fucking just hitting this pan. <clears throat> all of a sudden, it fucking hits me. Like, it hits me. Like, like yeah. Boom. And just boom. And I'll, it like, hits what's me. up, motherfucker? Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? And, like, I'm looking around, and I look at him, and I go, yo, bro, what's in this pen? He goes, oh, bro, that's one of those new dad pens. And I go, a dad pen? He goes, yeah, it's like a hundred and some THC level. Like, <laughs> it's one of the most strongest pens they out they have out right now, bro. Why? And I go, bro, I've been ripping this fucking. He goes, oh, yeah, you're about to fucking feel. I go, I'm fucking feeling it. <laughs> I go inside the show. My girl standing there, dude. And I look at her and she goes, you look high. I'm fucking stoned. And she goes, (laughs) she she looks at me and she goes, you, are you okay? I have no clue. I need to go find Tiny. (laughs) I fucking take off walking. I take off walking. I find my mom and my sister. And I'm fucking standing there with them. All of a sudden, my boy Tidy comes to me and goes, Hey, you look high. And I'm like, No, no, no. Hey, no, no. Are you okay? Are you are you good? No, he fucking comes up and goes, Hey, you look high. <laughs> Dude, that night, I met King Iso. I got a picture with uh, uh, Mackenzie Nicole. I got, a, I got somehow, some way. I got backstage. I have no fucking clue how I did that what shit. <laughs> I have no fucking clue how I did that shit. But it was, it was one of those fucking nights, though, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. but I, I walk in, dude. My girl standing there. She's like, "You look stoned." <laughs> I am fucking high. <laughs> she goes, "Are you okay? Do you, do you need something?" I was like. I gotta go find Tiny. <laughs> that was the, that was my only mission was to find my to boy Tiny. To find your buddy. Yeah, find my boy Tiny. <laughs> and he fucking finds me and looks at me and goes, <laughs> you look high. <laughs> <laughs> Where is um, oh, my bad. All right, go, go. <laughs> go ahead. Okay, um, do you sell beats? or? Yeah, I do actually. Uh, I'm a beat maker. I'm not a producer. And people get that mixed up. Beat maker will so- be someone who Sits there, makes the beats, you know, really doesn't do a whole lot to it. Sits there, makes the beats, we'll send it to a producer. Producer will make sure the artist is on the song. I make beats. I'll sit in the, I'll sit in the lab. I'll make, shit, about four beats a day if I could. And it only takes me about a couple hours. I to make sure the drums are good um, for me and then... I sit there for a good minute, listen to it, and make sure the, the drums are how I like it. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go through my sam- my samples, like all the samples I have. So and then, um, kind of, kind of, kind of going off of that. Sorry, Colin. Um, kind of going off of that. Do you try to um, reach like a distinct sound? Like, would you say you have like a distinct sound you have with your beats that you want to try and hit every time you do make beats? When it comes to that. I'm like, for me, it's just the drums. If the drums are sounding right and I look at a sample that I like, then I know I'm going to fuck with this for a good fucking hour or two. And then there's times where I'll put 
together this great meme. And I'll post it on Facebook or Snapchat or something like that. And then all of a sudden I'm like, all right, it's not going to go anywhere. I'll delete it. And, I sh- and it's the and that's my fucking worst trait in the world. It's all trial and error. Yeah, like it's just like everyone's like, oh, dude, that shit's great. That shit's dope. That shit's cool. And in my mind, it's like, nah, it's not that great. And I'll fucking delete it. And that's my biggest fucking downfall of everything. That and before it was getting on scratch hooks. People would want a scratch hook, mm-hmm. and I'll take forever to get it back to them. But when it when it gets back to them, it's great. I have to make sure it's great. If it's not to my standards, it's not going to be to their standards. Yeah. You know what I mean? I perfected that. And same with my beats. If I have a beat that I've made and I feel like this is to the, my standards, okay, it's going to be good to them. And like I, one of my friends, uh, Tina Bean, Tina B, she uh, reached out to me and she was like, how much would you do a custom beat for? So I gave her my price and she told me, I want something not dark and so she's like i want something cheerful i don't want to be this dark artist so i was like okay give me a couple hours in the studio and i told Mm. her give me a couple hours in the studio and i'll have something for you and she told me that i went home started messing around found like these reggaeton beats and this fucking reggae beats like these reggae samples and i made her a I started off a great beat for her mm-hmm. and I sent it to her. She was like, this is amazing. This is, I like this. So that's when I started, I started with that. <clears throat> an hour later, I get another call from another guy. You know, I want something like this. Okay. Well, with me, when I'm, I'm making a custom beat for them, mm-hmm. tell, I ask them, tell me what you want and I'll start it. I'll start three different beats. Then we'll sit in the studio together. And you can, we'll throw ideas off each other. I don't like to just take full control. I want them to, I want it to be built around them. It's, There's been times yeah. where I was in the studio with artists and I'm making a beat for them and I can't get what they're looking for. <clears throat> and I'll fucking sit there for a good minute and I'm like, looking at straight and I, all right, motherfucker, what's the first line to, what's the first line to your fucking track to this song? Like, what's the first line you got? And they'll tell me it. All right. Then I'll start fucking building around it. That's my thing. Okay. I need to build around you. If we're gonna make so, if we're gonna make a song together, I want to be built around you. I don't want it yeah. to just be, oh here, go do whatever you want with it. I'm not gonna be like that. It's something. It's just something. I take a lot of passion into it to be like, I'm gonna make this beat, throw it on the internet, someone can buy it, and whatever. No, I'll, I'm gonna do this. We're gonna work together on this. We're gonna do. We're gonna do something good. That's a, that's a, it's definitely good to have that collaborative mindset too. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And you know, with that too, um, you also build relationships, Mm -hmm. you know, and then if they like what you do, they'll come back and say, Hey, I want something different this time around. Yeah. And and it's like that. It's even, it's even gone to the point where I'll start a beat with someone and they'll go, yo, this is dope. I need you for a set. I need, I'm going to go do this set. Can you DJ for me? Yeah, how much is how much you charge? I'll build. I'll get everything. We'll get everything squared away with that. I'll go DJ their set. Oh yeah. And like it's it's just a building constant relationship. I have. Um, I want to say, like thirteen different artists that I work with. Wow. On a regular. 
awesome. And it's just like it when I when I first started when I first started DJing, I was DJing for like fifty people in my backyard. And that was all your family. It was most of it was my family, and then we had friends and shit that come around, right? And then I met this cat, and he was like, "Yo, I'm Centrix, This, this, this. Well, he's my, he was one of my boys, friend, my boys' brothers, one of my homies' brothers. He was like, "I'm a rapper," and uh, and he's like, "I need a DJ. Can you come help me with this show?" And I was like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, I'll help you with this show. I've never done a show, you know. I've only DJ these parties. I've only." around the block, you know, DJing for all these shows and parties and stuff. Like, never did a show. He was like, cool, we're going to do this thing called the Spit Factory. I was like, yeah, not a problem. Sold tickets, did, did the whole shebang. Rehearsed everything. We fucking killed that show. Then, I get another call from the promoter of the show. Yo, bro, can I have you come DJ this, this other show? Yeah. Well, I talked it over with him, and he was like, and I told him from the get-go, if this is going to be something for me, I'm not just going to DJ for you. I'll DJ with you, but I'm not going to be stuck as one person, as a one-person DJ. Yeah. Because then you get, yeah, because then you can't do anything else. And he was fine with it. He was like, okay, yeah, go do what you got to do. <clears throat> so after that show, we got another show. And then we got another show. We got another show. It was just like, Okay, we're building our name, and then all of a sudden, shit happens with him, and he had to stop rapping. Well, I wasn't going to stop DJing, and I think that's what he wanted me to stop DJing while he stopped rapping, and I couldn't do that. So I kept going, kept doing other shows, kept doing solo, you know, stuff like that, and just built my name up from there. And it was just like I and I was on the label for a little bit. And that hashed out pretty badly. I'll talk about that one. <laughs> I'll talk about that one later. But uh, yeah, man, it was just I just built my name up like from fifty people in the backyard to co-headlining my own show at the Roxy. Oh, yeah. Like that's gonna take place August twenty eighth. Me and my boy Deuce, we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna do something cool. Um, I was just on I literally shared the post about a week or two ago of my name on the marquee and it was cool as shit because that was the place where it all started for me. And so, now your name is up there. Yeah. And it was just like cool. And like it was cool for me because it was more like all right, so I did these small parties, then I went to shows. And then from the shows I built my name and then next thing I know I'm DJing for all these cats that I, I came up watching. Scum, Insane Poetry, Slow Pain. Dudes I would would go see, and they were co-headliners, and all of a sudden I'm rocking the stage with them. Yeah. And, like, that was the coolest shit in the world for me. It sounds like an awesome it was. It was yeah. a cool feeling. And then all of a sudden I get this call from Swingin' Noose, Swingin' Noose Productions. Swingin' Noose, our boys. Yeah. And my boy Leary works works with them he was like yo i want to do a dj show you versus deuce and i was like okay hell yeah like i'm thinking that's that's you know that's all we want i go to the roxy about a week ago we had to go pick up some money from my boy turtle and my manager zach he's like kind of 
pushing me to look at the marquee, like kind of just and like, like hey, look at that. Yeah, basically, like basically, like we uh, the way <laughs> I went from the backside inside. And then he's standing underneath the marquee. We're sitting there talking. And then we walk around the back entrance again. And I go get some shit. And I come back. And he's like, look, you like telling me, like, look. Look and at so, this shit. Yeah, like, and I finally <laughs> look like that. And I'm, oh, shit, that's my name. And he goes, yeah, that is your name, bro. Look. And so we start, I start, I shit you not, dude. The first thing out of my mouth was, that's my name. And the second thing was, man, somebody call my mama. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing it was just like oh fuck like someone called my mom like this is what we've been reaching for yeah and we have it like that took a picture i sent it to her she was the first person i sent it to and it was bam after that i posted it on facebook but that was like sentimental right there because mm. if it wasn't for my mom i wouldn't be jay and my mom was the one who told me hey you should go DJ. You should DJ parties just for extra cash. I was like, okay, yeah, not a problem. She took me to get everything I needed, and the rest is history. Oh yeah, that's very wholesome. It's always good to have that support behind you too. Yeah, especially her. She's my biggest support. Like shout she, out to Vinny's mom. Shout out to my mom. But dude, like that's the biggest supporter. Like she was there when I was loading, unloading my shit, and late at night coming home from fucking bars and shit like that like that's like my biggest support system right there oh yeah my mom and my niece my niece is she'll fight with everyone saying she's my biggest fan like she'll even fight with my mom <laughs> saying she's my biggest fan and then i then she she hit me hard one day she's like dj marshmallow is great and i was like oh <laughs> oh god not marshmallow i hate that motherfucker <laughs> punch him in the nose <laughs> wait he has a nose i guess so man I think it's like an X, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know, but I'll punch him. I'll punch that motherfucker. Yeah, fucking go for it, man. I'll punch that motherfucker <laughs> ever done. See him? You know, he done turned my niece against me. <laughs> so, um, I actually had a question. Um, you actually answered it for me, um, kind of off mic. Um, is like you, you taking up a, a job DJing for a living, but I guess, um, your job kind of offered you some more money. So, to replace that, give us another story, buddy. Another story. Yeah, how does it feel to replace, like, uh, just going to the music full-time? Well, I mean, he's not. I'm not um, going for music full-time. I was going to go, and then influence stuff happened to where I was, like, going to go, and then my boss was like, no, you're not going to go. Here's this, here's this, here's this. And I was like, all right. I'm here for seven more years, so motherfucker, better make better make it worth it. Better make it worth it. I made it worth it. But another story. Let's see. I think you told me something about Gorefest. Ah, Gorefest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so one year, I was actually the first year I was signed with the label it was MRE. It's called Mutant Rebel Entertainment. So we we did all three days of Gorefest. We ended up doing all three days. One act would go on one day, another act would go on this day, another act would go on another day. We had like four different we had three different acts going on each day. <clears throat> one day, one of the days, Saturday. Always the bigger day. 
we're all shade. We're all sitting up front. This, 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 this. Everyone's sitting up front. We're all chilling out. We're looking across the street from the Roxy is the condos, the, the condominiums, the, the fucking. Yeah, they yeah. they yeah. they used to. Um, I remember way 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 back in the day that used to be the parking lot. Yeah, the Roxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now it's a now it's a <clears throat> like apartments or whatever. Yeah, apartment type shit. Yeah. So they were just, they were building those and they had just set up a lot of shit. Standing there, we're all looking. We're all talking about shit. And all of a sudden, this fucking dude, drunk as shit, comes walking out the Roxy and sees us all looking up. He fucking yells at the top of his lungs, Jump already! <laughs> <laughs> we all started fucking crack because no one, nothing's going on up there. We're just all watch, looking around, show, talking to each other, and this dude just comes in, butts in, Jump already! We start fucking cracking up, laughing, dude. <laughs> Next thing we know, we're getting t- we're getting tapped on the shoulder. My boy, I'm not gonna say his name. I'll, I will give. I will give you the initials to his name, but I'm not saying his name. His name initials are MP. Comes up, he's like, bro. Oh, I know. This chick just blew me in the fucking car for a line. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, bro, she just fucking blew me for a line of cuff. We start fucking cracking up laughing, like busting <laughs> out laughing. When I'm sitting there, back, we're half back against the wall, we're all talking. Pretty soon, our boy MP starts fucking walking towards this car. He's walking towards the car. I'm watching him. This chick starts walk, following him. <laughs> so we're all sitting there watching him, right? And then it hits me. That has to be the chick that blew him. My boy, <laughs> my boy, my, my boy Nick, Marcus. No, that can't be him. That can't be her. That's gotta be her, bro. Cause why the fuck else is she following? Why is she following? Yeah, why else is she following him? Shit, you know, dude. She starts twerking and dancing on him, and my boy, my boy Marcus goes, "Yep, that's her." We pull out our phones. We're all recording all this shit going on, and then she gave him the most disrespectful thing in the world. She kissed him on the mouth. Oh. Shit, you not? We're all fucked. At this, we didn't. None of us recorded that part. They only, we oh. only report. We only recorded the part of her twerking and shit like. And this chick is like real skinny, like real fucking skinny, like a fucking like a twig. Yeah, like real skinny, and she thinking she's hot shit, right? And we're all fucking busting out laughing because she's trying to twerk on my boy. We're fucking cracking up laughing, and he, all of a sudden she turns around and lays one on him, right, right in the lips, dude. And we all. Bust out, fucking! I was on the floor, fucking cracking up, right, laughing. He fucking comes back. None of you fuckers showed my girl what just fucking happened. We are all fucking cracking, dude. He's so pissed off at that moment, dude. He fucking. Went, I think he went to the car to fucking try to find a mouthwash or something like that. Cause he was fucking pissed, like he was fucking mad. That shit was so fucking funny, cause we. He didn't think we knew. But we knew, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. Once, once we like started, you were trying to be nonchalant. Yeah, about like it. yeah. And we, when he seen us laughing, is when he got more mad at the situation because he had figured out, fuck, they know who this chick is. Like <laughs> that shit was so fucking funny. Like that was one of the best times of Gorefest, dude. And we were playing, we ended up playing dice in the back of the fucking Roxy at Gorefest. We do all kinds of shit. There's scooter races, like there's all kinds of shit, dude. We find some fuck. We we always find a fucking good time to have. Like, 
there's always something. I'm pretty sure one of someone took a scooter inside the Roxy and was riding it around. What the fuck? <laughs> I shit you not. Like, you know the electric scooters? Yeah, like that, those lift ones? Yeah, 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 yeah. I shit you not, dude. I, I shit you not. I'm pretty sure someone took it inside the Roxy and was riding it around. What the fuck? <laughs> one, dude, I... Two years ago, two years ago, one of the, one artist got his ass kicked by my homeboy Ray. Shout out to Ray, by the way. That motherfucker is amazing. He goes by Kakui. He's shout he, out to Kakui. Yeah, he will be performing tonight at the show. But that's my boy. Like that's my that's my that's when I met him. Actually, I shit you not. This dude thought he was all hot shit. Like he was fighting, talking shit, saying someone roofied his girl. This 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 all kinds of shit. Right. All of a sudden, he fucking tell he's tell something to my boy Ray, and my boy Ray is small, like Alex, like maybe a little bit bigger than Alex right here, maybe a little bit bigger, but he's small and like chunky. And this dude was way taller than him, and fucking Ray just let him have it, just bam, 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 had him against the wall, fucking smacking. He smacked, he smacked him first, and then he started punching him, like he bitch slapped him, and then started punching, laying his ass out, dude, <laughs> like. That shit was fucking funny. Like, we're all standing there. We're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, <laughs> all of a sudden, all this shit going on. It was fucking funny as shit. Like, and this dude was like on Facebook the next week. Fuck these guys. Fuck you guys. Fuck you. Know, all this shit. <laughs> yeah. And like, later on, he tried to confront me on it. And I was like, bro, it's Gorefest. Shit happens. And if it was anyone else, you'd be laughing at that shit, too. He was like. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. But yeah, like you try to sweat me on some shit one time. I was like, bro, don't make me call. My, don't make me call Ray. Like this motherfucker snatched you around the Corvette. He'll fucking do it again. Like, <laughs> but that's the dude who call. That's the dude I call if I need anything. Like Ray, motherfuckers won't stand out, motherfucker. Oh yeah. And um, so you're our first non-metal guest on the show. How are we doing? That's fun. I like this. I really do. It's real fun. This is my first. Actually, this is my first podcast. Really? I shit you not. I have an interview somewhere with my homeboy Frank, but he never. I was pre. It was pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. We never got to finish it. Right. Yeah. So this is actually my first interview of, of doing a podcast or anything like that. So nice. then, how are we doing when with the, the, all the questions and whatnot? It's good. I like it. It's fun. Like I'm having real fun. Nice. It's good. It's good. Well, unfortunately, we only have a couple more questions for you, Vinny. All right. Bust them out. Um. So. Going back to uh, the question of uh, if you sell beats, um, what program do you use to make those beats? Serato. 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 Easiest program I can have right now. I do have uh, I do have Sampler, which is another Serato-based thing, but mostly Serato. And then I have Nakai uh, MPC-1, which they have their own system on that too. I'm hoping somewhere down the line it's – they can mix the two together, but as of right now, mostly Serato. Okay. Nice. Colin, um, you have the last question. Last question. Um, uh, what are some like bad experiences or like very crazy experiences you've had while DJing? While DJing or while my whole career? Or okay, career. so DJing was it again at Gorefest? Oh boy. <laughs> I was DJing for this group called BBS, Body Bag Syndicate. And I read my boy Frankie's sign a little badly because I thought he was telling me to go to the next song. He was actually telling me to cut the song. And I pushed play on the other song. And like he turned around and looked at me like, 
I'm gonna fuck you up. Oh, and no. then he was like, the, like the fucking pissed off look on his face, dude. I was like, oh shit, like I, fu- like I knew like, at that I moment, like, I knew at that <laughs> moment I fucked up. Like this dude was gonna beat my. Ass. He got the whole crowd. To boo me off the fucking stage. Oh. Like, he got the whole... He was like, everybody... Him and Iggy. He calls my anthrax. He They got him to boo me off stage, dude. Holy and, shit. like, I was, like, so fucking embarrassed. Like, fuck, I can't believe this shit just fucking happened to me. And my boy Leary came up to me after... After I got booed off stage, came up to me. He was like, you good? I was, like, embarrassed. And I was like... Oh, I'll be all right. And he goes, want some Tawaka? I go, yeah. He goes, let's go get some Tawaka. After that, brush it off. Another time, this is not on, this is not while DJing. This is my falling out with my, 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 my label. So. And, um, the label, uh, what label is that? MRE. Okay. Mutant Rebel Entertainment. Okay. We, they brought me in to be their DJ. Well, for Euthanasia. And then all of a sudden, I'm DJ for everyone on the label. So it's like, okay, yeah. Not a problem. Well, then, we they start building me up to be the underboss. That's what they call me, the underboss. Dude who, they were the top guys and then me and then everyone else well then i had an idea of starting an off label like an off group from the label so kind of like a sub like a sister label to yeah, that basically yeah, yeah. okay it was called rebel club <coughs> well my boy nick paola was is older he's like an older guy mm-hmm. and he was like i don't know how long i still got well i was like bro you're the one who showed me some shit you come be on this label with me and you be my right-hand dude. I was like, okay, yeah. So then I formed together this dope, dope fucking M- group of MCs. Like, this was going to be like my Wu-Tang. Like, I yeah. formed together. I had picked these fucking guys. You had your own Wu-Tang clan. But pretty much, basically. Yeah. And I had the approval from my boy Marcus, my boy Nick, my boy... Larry, like they had the approval of these guys because he they see me work with them. and then I, I formed these all together it was my boy Centrix my boy AJ my boy Adam and Nick Paola myself well all of a sudden AJ and Adam bump heads Adam's like I don't want to be a part of this group but I still work with you cool everything's fine so we ended up co-headlining for the King of Iso show, the Rebel Club. Sold the most tickets, you know, all that shit. Everything went fine. The whole show. We killed that shit. Fucking amazing. After that show, I felt like something's gonna something's gonna go down yeah because one artist in my group and the other artist in my group started bumping heads of who has the bigger dick are you fucking kidding me i shit dude i I shit you not like their egos got the best of them 
it happens. Like they were trying to have a pissing contest. Like basically the pissing contest. So, a <clears throat> couple months down the line, I'm getting together some beats so we can start this Rebel Club project. Sending them this, this, this. All of a sudden, one artist goes, I want to be in this no more if I can't do this. this. I'm like, bro, listen to what I'm telling you. This is this is going to be your best shot because we can get you on all these shows. At this moment, dude, we're booking shows left and right. Bam, 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 bam. But everyone's booking shows left and right. All of a sudden, this one guy got mad that this other art, I was focusing with one art, one other artist on his album. His wasn't getting put to my attention. But when it comes to that, when I'm a producer or a beat maker, yo, I got to take these projects separately. You know what I mean? I can't work at all these different ones at the same time because it's going to fuck me up. So I told him, let me finish Centric's album, then we'll work on yours. He didn't like that. So he was like, I'm leaving. So at this moment, I'm like, okay, leave, go do your thing, dude. I'm still cool with you. We're still we're still boys. All of a sudden, he puts his song out. Says Centrix's name in it. Basically a oh, shot. Starting to beef. Yeah, basically a shot in the dark. <clears throat> so this moment everyone in MRE is like, what the fuck's going on? And so everyone's making this big old deal about it. And I'm like, bro, it's, it's nothing. You know, it's nothing. Just let this shit. No, fuck this. We're going to do that. Nah, nah, nah. Okay. You know what? At this moment, I have one person, one of the head dudes, telling me, if you can't manage this, I'll manage it. I'll manage it. All right. You want to manage this motherfucker right here? Go ahead. I'll step back. I'll just DJ. All I told him. Okay. Left it at that. Next thing I know, man, it was just a shit show. Like, I was pushed out of this thing. I was pushed out of this thing. I was pushed out of this thing. I was like, and I'm supposed to be the underboss of, you know, these three dude, me three, three main dudes. One of the dudes keeps pushing me away. So, the whole beef shit happens. Centrix replies back to him. You know, everything goes down. Funny ass track too. It's I can't remember the fucking name of it. I know it's a diss song, but it's fucking hilarious. I always like watching. Yeah, it's, it's so tracks. fuck. It's it's a fucking good track. Like, and I knew he was gonna eat him up. Like, I fucking knew it from the fucking get go. I was like, this kid's gonna get eaten up because this kid, this guy, Cedric, came from that fucking style yeah. of rap. Like, he was. I found him in the rap battles. He was rapping and talking shit to all these guys. Like, we Are there were rap battles. Yeah. In yeah, there are a bunch of rap battles. Oh, there, but he would, we, it wasn't nothing like that. Like we were outside a venue and he was freestyling at all these guys. Like oh, it was fucking. Yeah. It was like he was talking. Like shit. just walk, just people walking by. Yeah, like, yeah. He was doing that, and I was like, I know how this guy is. He's he's a comedian. He's fucking funny. Like yeah. I already know he's gonna eat you, dude. He's gonna eat you alive. So let that shit fucking pan out. Pretty soon, I felt like I have done everything I can. Or the label, Marine. My boy Nick, Paola stepping away, 
my boy, my boy Salem stepping away, my boy Marcus is stepping away. Like this is just everyone stepping away at this moment. So I finally go, come my thing, yo. I don't want to be, a, you know, I'm not gonna be a part of you guys no more. This, 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 this. You know, I felt like I gotta go my own way. If I don't go my own way, I'm gonna just quit. I'm just gonna fucking quit. And then, all of a sudden, I get the cold shoulder from everyone. Everyone who's still involved with MRD at that time. Everybody. Like, my boy Salem is gone. My boy Nick Pale is gone. You know, they went to go be their dad. They went to go be dads. And the whole, and like, there's still a group of people in there that just all of a sudden started giving me the cold shoulder. And the one person that I had brought on to that was also giving me the cold shoulder. So it was just like, okay, you booted me out to focus on this dude. When in reality, if it wasn't for me, this dude wouldn't be here. Yeah. And all of a sudden, dude, like one year, Gore, Gore, Fett, like the year that, no, that it was the year after that, two years ago, actually, two years ago, I'm getting threats. They're going to beat me up. They're going to do this. I'm getting all these people coming up to me. Oh, you heard this? What the fuck is going on? Like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, I didn't do anything to anyone. You know what I mean? I left peacefully, like. I even posted on Facebook, yo, I got no hard feelings with these dudes. These, these were my boys at one time. We're still, you know, all of a sudden I'm getting all this shit saying they're going to jump me, this, 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 this. Well, my boy Zach Perry, who's now my manager, that's when he became my manager, actually. He um, reached out to me and was like, yo, dude, this is going to happen. Like, this is what we're hearing. I'm like, what the fuck? He goes, don't worry, I got your back. Well, then that next week, I went to the Roxy, and I was talking to him. I was like, yo, I do need a manager if you're willing to manage me. He was like, fuck yeah, I'm willing to manage you. You're a fucking dope DJ. Cool. So I told him I kind of want to take some time off, but he was like, no, let's get you on Corefest. Let's find you a group. So I hung out with my, my, my peoples from Heinous Music, Chloe and my boy Ryan. They put me on Corefest, and everyone smooth, you know. Nothing happened at Corefest. Nothing. Just all bunch of shit talking went down. That was it. No shit talking from me. Shit talking on Facebook. Shit talking from this person. You know, all this shit was going down, and I try to stay away from it, like the the drama and all that kind of shit, just because I have promoters on my page and the owners of the Roxy and the people who do shows at Cervantes. You know, all those people, and they're looking at me on my page, and they see that kind of shit, they won't hire me. Yeah. So I tend to stay out of it. But I had people defending me, you know, all kinds of shit going on. It looks unprofessional. Yeah. Basically. And I know wasn't I wasn't gonna be the one person for to do that. So I left it at that. Like I didn't say anything to no one, this, 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 that. And I was literally I literally wasn't gonna do any more shows after Gorefest. Like I was gonna take the rest of the year off. Well then, um, I did one other show and then my appendix burst on me. Ooh. And I was in the hospital. When I'm in the <coughs> hospital, I get my manager calling me, yo, I need a DJ for next month. Are you good? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll be all right by then. So held up back at the Roxy. Nice. On my thing. Then 
little ways down the line, I get a call from my cousin John, my cousin Jonathan. And he has a group called Days Go Bump at Night. He was like, yo, you've been to Bar Red. And I was like, yeah, I've been to Bar Red. I've, I've been, I, I talked to Status on trying to be a, a main DJ there. And I don't think he took me serious because when I was DJing there the last time, it was a Juggalo show. So I thought he taught me, taught me as, a, as a Juggalo DJ. Like, that's what he thought me as. And he was like, no, we're going to start doing these things called things that go bump. But things to do in Denver when you're deaf. He's like, it's a local show because we used to do this at Herb's all the time. Mm-hmm. Status used to be the, the dude with at Herb's. And I was like, okay, cool. Not a problem. Um, what do we, what, what do I got to do? He goes, well, we're going to bring you in this one show. And then from there, we'll, we'll tell you if we're going to keep doing it. Okay. And this is, I'm still at this time until this time, I'm still doubtful. Like if I want to start still doing this. You know, I'm not going to do anything. You know, I'm just focusing on my shit, mm-hmm. like on my craft and just doing that. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do this, you know, if I'm going to keep doing this. And that first night, my boy status came to me up when I'm hooking up, I'm hooking everything up, getting everything going. Mm-hmm. Comes to me and tells me, so what do you got planned? And I was like, I really don't have anything planned. And I was like, what are you guys looking for? He goes, I want some boom bap sound. Like, I want that boom bap underground sound. Mm-hmm. I told him, all right. That's all he don't. He goes, do you. But make sure you do, like, he kind of gave me some pointers. Okay. Man, I shit you not. I start playing fucking Wu-Tang Clan. I start playing Gangstar. I start playing, like, group home i start playing all this shit and everyone in that fucking bar was bobbing their heads like yeah yeah like it was it was meant to be at that moment like i seen everybody they're singing along with the fucking lyrics I cut it off for a minute and they're still wrapped into the lyrics now you know everything's going like yeah. and then I at the end of the night, I'm hooking, I'm getting everything ready back to to go home. Status comes up to me and goes, "I'll give you a call next month." Cool. Literally, next month. Hey, we're doing the show again. You want to come back? Yeah. I'm not done with that. Hey, we're doing the show again. Come back. Ash every month. It started, and it was just like. Now everyone knows me. Oh, you're the kid from Bar. You're the dude who does Bar Red. Yo, you're the dude who did this show. You're the dude who did. And one of the artists on this show, his name is Joey Trust. And he was like, bro, I seen your name on like four different, on four different uh, flyers for this month alone. And I'm like, who the hell is this kid? Like he's, he must be dope as shit. And the end of the night, the last time he performed, first time he performed he came to me and was like bro you were fucking dope you were fucking on he goes you're right on cue you do this he goes you were fucking dope i can't wait to come back here i shit you not every time i go and do a show at bar red more and more people come up to me and tell me how good i am after that one night i knew i can do this i had no more doubt in my mind of i can't do this anymore it was nah i can do this shit because i know 
now what I got to do. Now I study the crowds of every show I do. So mm-hmm. if I go do a show for artists for strange music, yeah. I know that crowd. Why? Because I was in that crowd before. Yeah. I've been in those shows. I've done, I've seen those shows. I know exactly what to play and I know exactly what's going to get this party started. I go do a, 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 a old school show, like a soul soul show, you know, yeah. Mar- like Mo- I know four months or a month before I go and do this, I know exactly what I'm going to play. I go do these shows at Bar Red. I go do a hip hop show. I know exactly what I'm going to fucking play before I even, before I even plug in. I started reading the crowd food, and if I can get four or five people in the front row dancing, okay, well then I'm gonna throw this on. I'm gonna throw this on. I already have a set list, but I'm gonna throw different ones in to see where I can get at these people. See how much more you can win over. Yeah, exactly, and how many more people I can win over. <laughs> and if again, if I, at the end of the night, those four people, some four people come up to me, tell me you did great, success, sex, success of a night. Sex, 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 <laughs> but yeah, bro, it's just now I know I don't have any doubt in my mind of anything anymore. Oh, yeah, you haven't looked back, I have not looked back, and it's so and it's so fun. Like, I look forward to these nights. I bet you're looking forward to tonight. I'm definitely looking forward to tonight, man. But I, like I said, I always look forward to these to this month or the next month. Mm-hmm. Because if I played this one, I already know what I'm gonna play next. And now that are these artists, Shock G, Biz Marquee, I already know I'm gonna start playing this shit. Because yep. a lot of hip hop, like you don't hear a lot of hip hop on. So I'm gonna start playing more. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think this is the end of the episode. Um I think we should close this out. Give us one more story, Ben. One more story. All oh, right. You tell some okay. good ones. You tell okay. some good ones. All right. Let's see. Let's close it out with a good one. Let's see. It's okay. Take your time. Ah. Oh. <laughs> okay. One time. In Bandcamp? No. <laughs> Red Rocks. Red Rocks. Okay, okay. It's Tech Nine. Again, this always happened at Tech Nine shows. <laughs> always <laughs> shit going down at Tech always Nine shows. Always shit going down at Tech Nine shows. And my mom don't know this story, but she's going to hear it, and she's going to fucking know this story. <laughs> she's going to be like, oh. She's going to be like, she's going to understand what the hell happened now. <laughs> my mom's never heard this fucking story. Well, all right, here we go. <laughs> so... We were pre-partying in the parking lot of of the Tech Nine show. Everyone does this. Oh, this oh, yeah. always leads up to it. It's oh yeah. Every, you if you go if you see a Tech Nine show, you know there's a big party in the parking lot or before the show. So we're all pre-partying, right? Some dude comes to me and's like, "Yo, Vinny, you want to party?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'll party with you, bro." Go to the truck. Not drinking, smoking. No. <laughs> I say I take this different type of drug that night. <laughs> Not gonna say what it is. But I took a different kind of drug that night. 
no. And it burned like a motherfucker. <laughs> motherfucker. And I looked at the dude and I go, what the fuck is this? And he tells me what it is. Fuck. I had been drinking and smoking. He was like, I go, how long does this take to take to, to, to do? Like, before it kicks in. And he goes, show starts in about 45 minutes. I go, yeah. And he goes, you got about 50. <laughs> I go, just enough time. <laughs> Get up the fucking mountain, right? Standing there. Tag nine. Oh, no. Uh, 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 Sess crew goes on. Uh, 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 oh, Jelly Roll goes on, you know, and, and, and then Ritz goes on. At the end of Ritz is where I start feeling a little bit funny. <laughs> Shit, you not, dude. I fucking black out. Oh, fuck. Oh, man. And, like, I can only remember certain parts of this show. Like, I remember... Ritz going off stage and us waiting for felt like a fucking hour. A f it literally felt like a fucking hour. Turns out it was only like 30 minutes. <laughs> it was the longest fucking 30 minutes of my life. I was like, fuck, man, where the fuck does Tech get on? So, I don't remember the first half of Tech going on, but then I remember like the last of it. So like the first couple songs, I guess... I was, my sister said I was staring there blankly and like cheering, <laughs> but like it wasn't making any sense. <laughs> <laughs> then fucking people were throwing beer at me and like, I'm not fucking taking this shit. Like I'm not understand what the fuck is going on. Like I'm fucking, you're gone. Deep, I'm deep space by now, brother. <laughs> like I'm fucking gone. Like, You're fucking Jeff Bezos at this point. Yeah, basically, bro. Like I was fucking. It was the fucking. I was, I was gone, bro. Like I was fucking gone. I was literally gone, bro. And it came to at the end, like towards the end of the show. Like I don't remember the rest of this fucking show. Like I only remember certain parts of this shit. Certain parts of. A certain song or a certain thing and I had to ask my sister like what the fuck happened she was like bro you were fucking whatever you were on you were gone like <laughs> completely fucking on like but it always stems back to the goddamn Tech 9 shows I'm telling you guys if you ever have a chance to see <laughs> Tech 9 in concert come party with me before and you guys will remember that night for the rest of your life. I've heard, right, I've heard his live show is really Oh, good. dude, his live shows are fucking amazing. Like, my, my ex-girl used to fucking hate on Tech for the longest time and then I showed her some of the songs and she's like, okay, and I told her, go see him in concert and she was like, okay, shit. She wanted to go back every fucking time after that. Even like, um, he's even had like guests like uh, Serge Tankin from, um, System of a Down. System, yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know what, dude? Tech is, tech is fucking amazing at shows. Like, you would have to see it. I'm telling you. And he, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't stem down to just raw rap. Like he does rock songs. He does his shit with like Corey Tyler performed yeah. live. Dude. Like, Taylor. Taylor, yeah. Corey Tyler. I don't want to say that. Corey Taylor, dude. Like he does that shit. Fucking, it's amazing. Like yeah, if you guys ever have position. a chance to see Tech. You come see Tech with me, and you guys remember that fucking night for the rest of your life. Like, 
You'll you'll see DJ Vendejo come out. Oh no! Like y'all see, we'll see DJ Vendejo come out. Dude. But like I said, if you fucking see DJ Vendejo come out, you fucking take it up with that motherfucker the next time you see that motherfucker, because I won't remember shit. <laughs> and that's how that whole thing started. Was was I got blackout drunk in the show? I'm gore, probably a Gorefest. I think it was Gorefest. And my friend Chloe was like, DJ Pendejo. And I was like, no, it's Vendejo. And then my, <laughs> it's it just kind of stuck. It kind of stuck there. <laughs> well, Vinny, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for coming over, hanging out with us. Um, this was this was great. Yeah, this was a blast. Oh, yeah. This was a blast. I'm looking forward to doing more uh, more of show or more of the podcast in different genres as well. Yeah, future. definitely. This was this was definitely, um, in my opinion, this was kind of definitely like, you know, this is fun. going out of my comfort zone of like what I know musically, but like this was fun. Like it was we, a lot of fun. We need to get more rap artists on here. We definitely so. do. We need to hit up more rap. I'm, shows I'm willing too. to come. I'm willing to come back. Actually, if y'all want me to come. Um, back, you know, back, you know what? Stories. You know what? Um. We do get be- get the we do get guests back, mm-hmm. but we like to do fun things with them. Oh fuck yeah, I'm down for that. So we'll we'll, we'll think we'll bring we'll bring we'll bring I'll bring v- DJ Vendejo. Oh fuck, I will bring <laughs> DJ Vendejo. All right, if y'all are down. We'll, we'll... I think our audience is down too. Oh yeah, DJ Vendejo will come. We'll come out. All he, all he <laughs> all it needs to summer him is Crown Apple. <laughs> And he's there. I shit you not, like crown apples, crown apple or tequila. All right, all right. Those two fucking things, either one or the other, not together, because that's a whole other shit show. Y'all don't want. That's fucking (laughs) DJ Vendejo 2.0. Yeah, y'all don't want to see that motherfucker. (laughs) But like, one of those two come out. Those two come out. Vendejo is gonna be there. I'll tell you that. All right, man. Cool. Hell yeah. Well, all right. Um, damn, this episode's long. Um. Thank you, Vinny, for coming out. Um, we had a blast. Hell yeah. Thank we're going to close this shit out. All right, guys. That was DJ Vinny C. A really fun episode. Um, I know we stepped away from you know our comfort zone with interviewing metal bands, but hey, for a first experience, that was amazing. And honestly, I can't wait to get our next hip-hop guest on the show that was a ton of fun thank you guys so much for listening in all this time we really appreciate your support i i sound like a broken record when i say that but honestly we really do appreciate you all listening in and the support we've gotten thank you guys again and as always we'll see you next time